0: With compelling interviews, cutting edge business tactics and ideas,
2: and the X's and O's segment with Miles Austin. I welcome in my good friend, Miles Austin.
0: Welcome to the Business Locker Room. Now, here is your host, Kelly Riggs.
2: Hey, great to have you on board the Business Locker Room. Biz Locker Radio getting started. We enter into the month of February. Show number 41 today. Very excited about it. It is entitled Managing Customer Relationships. John Ferrara with Nimble will join us in just a few minutes as we take care of some business getting started. First and foremost, you've arrived at the intersection of sports and business. No, this is the show with compelling conversations, useful content that you can use to improve your business today. The premise is, is that like sports, business is a competition. There's winners and there's losers. So it is absolutely in your best interest to play to win. And that's what we try to do on the show is find people who can do exactly that for you. Speaking of sports, by the way, uh, big game yesterday. In fact, uh, Mr. Miles Austin, who is always on with us, he does the X's and O's segment with us, brought to you by our friends at 4DSales.com. He is not well today. I'm thinking that might be coincidental based on the big game yesterday you may or may not know uh, miles is a native of seattle washington and he sent me a message earlier today and said he had come down with something he didn't he didn't actually note what that something was but clearly he's come down with something no, i think he's got the flu unfortunately and which is a bad thing but Uh, We're going to miss him today, but uh, we'll have some more time with our uh, special guest, John Ferrara. Speaking of the intersection of sports and business, what a fantastic show last week. If you did not have the opportunity to hear the show last week, I want to highly encourage you to go back and find it. You can find it on our website, bizlockerroom.com, or you can do what I do. I actually go to iTunes, and I subscribe to the podcast, download it, listen to it in my car. With all the content that comes out of the show, guaranteed you're going to get some great stuff Last week, Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports analyst and uh, best-selling author, New York Times best-selling author, the author of The QB, The Making of the Modern Quarterback, he was my guest. What a fantastic discussion we had about quarterbacks in the NFL and what they teach us about leadership and what he learned from writing this book and being around some of the quarterback gurus in the National Football League, in and around the NFL, people who actually... That is their business. They build quarterbacks, and uh, in, in dealing with quarterbacks, what he learned about leadership. Go find that one and listen to it on iTunes. And By the way, I want to tell you, if, what, what we're looking to do is blow up the show every week. We talk more and more about it, but I'll tell you this. If you go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, find us, do a rating and review on the show. Rate and review the Business Locker Room Show on iTunes, and I'm going to send you your choice— of uh, one of the great business books that we get from our guests. Absolutely free, and I mean free. No shipping, no nothing. It's going to arrive at your place of business or your home without anything due. And, I mean, we're talking about some of the great books from great guests that we've had on the show. John Spence was on. He's one of the business locker room coaches, by the way. His book, Awesomely Simple, you should not miss that one. Absolutely have to read it. You're a small business owner. You haven't read that book. You're missing out on some things that you need be bold and win the sale by jeff shore again he is one of our business locker room coaches you want to find that book as well but you can get it from me for free all you have to do is go on itunes rate and review the show send me an email kelly at biz and i'm where i am going to send you that book i've also got agile selling from jill conrath you're in the sales business you don't own that book you're missing out clearly and my good friend, Do It at Do It Marketing, David Newman, who will be a guest on the show again in uh, about uh, four or five weeks. You can get his book as well. Do It Marketing is is so loaded with content, it's almost scary. Folks, I'll give you one of those absolutely free. I'll let you choose. Again, just go on iTunes. Rate and review the show, and it's going to be worth it. Start with number 40, episode number 40, Bruce Feldman. Absolutely fantastic interview last week with him. Well, this week we we move on to more great content. I can assure you my guest will be John Ferrara. He, he joins me to talk about all things CRM. It's beginnings, the state of the industry, and the idea driving his current company, which is blowing up in a big way, Nimble. Managing customer relationships has always been a critical part of sales and marketing and the customer service process. We're going to talk about CRM as a business driver. If you don't know anything about John, he was um, there at the very beginning of of CRM Evolution. He co-founded Goldmine back in 1989, and that's getting very, very close to to the beginning. So we're excited to have him on. Over 20 years of experience in CRM, Salesforce Automation, and has uh, been involved in another a number of companies in 2009. He found Nimble, and it is called the Social CRM Company. John, absolutely outstanding to have you in the business locker room. Thanks for joining us.
1: Kelly, I'm so excited to be here to talk about something near and dear to my heart, relationships and how they can affect your ability to reach your dreams.
2: Well, that's a, that's a, great, that's a great billboard. That'll get everybody started. Uh, I, I am absolutely enthralled with this whole idea. I can remember in 1986, I started in the selling business in, uh, in 1981. In 1986, I was introduced to a product that we actually installed, John, on our computers on five and a quarter, actually three and a half inch floppy disks. And I, I actually, it might have been the, the original five and a quarter floppy disk, but it was called ACT. And it was uh, it was a database uh, type of thing. I mean, it was the precursor to CRM. And then later, a few years later, I became familiar with Goldmine. And that's where you jump into the fray. Uh, how did you get started with Goldmine? Where did the idea come from? Because I know you started on a shoestring as a very young man.
1: Well, Kelly, the, the story behind Goldmine, I think, is the story of many uh, entrepreneurial passions. It comes from your own need because I think that nobody knows your own needs better than yourself and i couldn't manage relationships as a sales rep so i was working for a technology company out of dallas texas and it was an enterprise technology company we were selling to big corporations all around the united states i'd get leads on a piece of paper i'd cold call them and make my notes on that piece of paper my appointments in my daytime or i'd communicate with my team with pink while you I did my forecast on a spreadsheet the night before it was due and emailed that to corporate, and I said, you know what, this is dumb. This does not work, and that there's got to be a better way. And the thing that I saw was it's not just salespeople that touch a customer. Everybody in the company has an involvement in the customer journey, and what we needed was a platform that unified the relationships across all the customer-facing business team members, not just sales service, product, C-suite, marketing, so no matter who picked up the phone, when you're talking to that person, you know exactly who they are, what's happened, who's done it, what's pending, who's going to do it, so that you had context to the contact, and you can then engage and serve them most effectively, because I really believe that sales is a service. And I couldn't find it. I was too young and dumb to know any better. At uh, 29 years old, I quit that job, moved back to Los Angeles, got together with a college friend of mine, and we founded Goldmine.
2: How, how much of Goldmine did you envision when you started? I mean, was there just sort of a, a, a small spark of an idea, maybe a couple of things that, that you saw were really important, maybe the content side of it or the contact side of it? Uh, Or or was it all there? I mean, from the get-go, did you have a real vision for the whole thing?
1: Well, in order to understand that, you need a little bit of my background. Uh, So I bought my first computer in 1978. Uh, I was uh, just graduating from high school. I went to school and got a degree in computer science and math. I couldn't afford to pay my way through school, so I had to work through school. I worked in a computer land store where I learned every single business application known to mankind. In those days, it numbered in the hundreds, so it wasn't that big. And I learned how businesses buy computers. I learned how companies sell them. And it was that journey that enabled me to see the opportunity of building gold mine when I saw it in Dallas. Now, funny thing is, is my systems engineer, um, uh, Kelly Hart, uh, Karen Hart, she actually went to go work for Pat Sullivan at ACT. And in those days, it was a plug-in to Symphony. They had not really created... Um, The platform, the beginning uh, instance of ACT was a contact tool so that you could manage your calls, actions, and appointments for a contact, but it didn't have email or network scheduling connected to the contact, and it wasn't networkable, and it didn't have sales and market automation, and what I saw was a need to create a complete system Not just contact management, but network scheduling, email, sales and market automation. And I saw that because I looked at all the programs back then, and there was a combination of things that came together in my head. One was Telemagic, which had the the telemarketing stuff, SaleMaker, a little bit more telemarketing, Snap, which was a sales pipeline tool, and WordPerfect Office, which was network scheduling and email. I took that whole concept of all those programs together, and then I extended it. With my own vision of an entire company working together as a team to not only attract but to keep and get referrals from customers, and um, and so it, from the beginning, I had the vision of integrating contact management, network scheduling, email, sales and market automation, and collaboration, and uh, and that's what we built from the beginning.
2: My guest is John Ferrara. You can find him and his company, Nimble, at nimble.com. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter, as we often mention, John, J-O-N, underscore Ferrara, and you want to make sure you do that. Great blog at uh, at Nimble that you want to be a part of. You, you not only were developing a, a product, John, but clearly you were starting an organization, a company as well, and it, I'm sure that had all of its own challenges besides just developing the product side of it. You had to hire and create systems and all of those kinds of things. What what were the biggest challenges you ran into as you started Goldmine?
1: Well, think about this. Networks were just starting. Novell was just beginning to sell the initial networks to companies and they were tying their PCs together to share hard drives and printers. There were no network applications at that time. So not only had I invented one of the first network business applications, I invented something that later became known as Salesforce Automation and CRM and email marketing before the terms existed. How do you go out and sell people things they don't know they need and do it without a sales team and without any advertising? So this is what I was faced with at 29 years old. So what I did was I went and identified the influencer of my prospective customer uh, and I built a relationship with them. In those days, it was the Novell resellers because they sold the, the network, the, the highway, and I had a car to drive in, a, biz, a network business application. And so I got the Novell resellers to use it by cold calling them and building a relationship and learning about their business and teaching them how I can help them grow it they started to use Goldmine, and then they started recommending it to their customer base, which each Novell reseller probably had in the thousands of customers. And that's how we essentially bootstrapped Goldmine on $5,000, never took a dime of venture or, or bank loans, uh, and uh, were able to grow it out of an apartment eventually into an oceanfront office with 250 people working there. And you did it one person at a time. I think that hiring a team is so much focus on culture. You need to hire people that fit, who have a desire to learn, and if you can empower them to grow, and then they can not only love working there, but they want to, um, they see how their life is changing. Uh, This culture is what really powered Goldmine. I believe that culture eats strategy every single day.
2: Yes, no question about it. Well, let me ask you about the culture at Goldmine. How would you describe it? What, what kind of culture was it? I mean, clearly you had a vision and there was a specific type of product and system that you, you were trying to move through that pipeline that you described. But talk about the, the corporate culture itself. What was it like? How, how would you describe it?
1: Well, it was less corporate than you'd expect at, uh, at some of the more formal companies. Um, we went out and hired people that were really focused on the customer experience, so rather than hiring people with degrees in computer science and maybe uh, five years' experience in the technology industry, we went out and hired people that were experienced in, in customer service and customer experience who had uh, degrees, but maybe not technology degrees. They were liberal arts degrees where these people really understood how to communicate, do research, and they had a strong desire to uh, to grow. And so we hired people who were history majors, English majors, and even hairdressers. And we taught them technology and empowered them to make positive decisions during the customer journey. And through that experience, uh, we basically built a company that extended the Nimble family beyond our own organization into uh, nearly 5,000 partners, uh, 200 third-party developers, and nearly 2 million companies using the product worldwide.
2: That's uh, amazing. What, what kind of turnover did you have, or, or did you?
1: We had very little turnover.
2: Uh, you know, I, I, I talked to a lot of companies, clearly. You know, what I do, John, you know, working with organizations in that realm, everyone knows they need a higher right. Everyone knows they need a culture. I, I say everyone, mostly everyone. Uh, but 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 saying that and doing it tend to be completely different animals, and, and and yet it seems that you were very successful in defining who you were, and not only that, but you went out and found the right people. How how were you able to put those two pieces together so successfully?
1: Well, I think one of the secrets is to uh, hire right early, fire quickly, and to empower the team to select the new people that are coming in because they know uh the types of people that are going to fit best and so uh empowering your team is one of the best ways to grow a company and so uh, a lot of the people that came into nimble were referrals and recommendations of people that loved working there and they wanted to bring their friends to work there too
2: i bet that was a fun time for the company uh disposition of goldmine what what happened along the way
1: so we sold the company after we became a ten-year overnight sensation, <laughs> uh, and uh, and I uh, I thought I was going to take a couple years off to uh, raise a couple of babies, and uh, it turned out that uh, that was an extended journey for me. I uh, I sold Goldmine in 1999, and uh, we sold it first. We sold it for cash. Uh, I didn't believe in the stock market, and it was a significant amount of money, more than I'd ever spent in my life. And, uh, and a year into it, I got a tumor and, uh, it made me stop and think about life, Kelly. And, and I, and I came to the realization after surviving that tumor that I believe that we're on this planet to grow our souls and help other people grow theirs. And we do that by being present with people we care about, by listening to their passions and sharing ours. And through that conversation, we empower each other to succeed. And so I spent time with people I hadn't spent that much time with, my friends and my family as an entrepreneur you know how much time it takes to really build a business. So mm-hmm. I started to give back to my community. I raised three babies, and in the process of that, I learned more about relationships and life than I'd learned in the previous 40 years, but it also gave me time to swim in the social river, to start using social media early on in 2006, 7, and 8. I saw how it was going to change the customer journey and the way companies build their brands and the way that people build theirs and the importance of it for their network, and I started looking at relationship platforms to see if they were doing anything social. And shockingly, the tools we all use, Outlook, Address Book, and Google Contacts, had no idea about social. And then I started looking at CRM systems, and I was shocked, Kelly. I found that CRM systems aren't about relationships. They're management reporting tools. And so this note started going off in my head, just like the, the, the notes from the goldmine days, where I saw an opportunity to go out and build a platform that would empower millions of new people in this next generation to build their brands, grow their networks, and to do it in a fun way. And so I built Nimble.
2: Great stuff from John Ferrara, my guest. He is the founder of Nimble. You can find him at nimble.com. Follow John on Twitter at JohnJON underscore Ferrara. You can find him on Twitter and their excellent blog there on their website as well. We're going to take a time out. We're going to come back on the other side, and we're going to find out a lot more about Nimble. We're going to talk about CRM in particular as well as an industry. What's right with it? More importantly, what's wrong with it? What might you be doing with your CM CRM system that is hurting your sales force? Stay with us. Much more on the other side. I'm Kelly Riggs. You're listening to BizLocker Radio on Voice
0: America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, And Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
1: Dan Walshman, and you're listening to the Business Locker Room Show with Kelly
0: Riggs.
2: Hey, welcome back to the Business Locker Room. Great to have you on board. By the way, all of the coaches now in the Business Locker Room, we have got them locked up and ready to go, and you will start to see some fantastic content coming out of the Business Locker Room starting this week. Tomorrow, as a matter of fact, John Spence, the author of Awesomely Simple, has a fantastic blog post That'll go live on Biz Locker Room tomorrow. Hey, I want to encourage you to join the Business Locker Room. It's not hard. Find us at bizlockerroom.com. Go to the blog and uh, just sign up to get the material that comes out of the Business Locker Room. Eight world-class coaches in a variety of arenas in business. You've got business strategists. You've got salespeople, marketing, communication expert. In fact, uh, Stephen Gaffney, who is uh, one of our coaches and specializes in business communications, will be on the show next week excited to have him on Thursday. You'll see a great post from Jack Malcolm, my friend, who is the author of Strategic Sales Presentations, and I'm really stoked about that one. That's going to be a very, very good post. Much more coming, two different blog posts each and every week coming right out of the business locker room, sales, marketing strategy, and much, much more. I want to encourage you to be a part of that. Hey, follow me on Twitter as well, by the way, Kelly Riggs, at Kelly Riggs. You'll find me on Twitter. Our guest is John Ferrara, and we've uh, just begun our conversation about CRM. As we talk about all things CRM, and, and John, the interesting thing about Nimble is you guys are on a serious roll over there. You were crowned the number one CRM by Software Excellence Awards, highest rated CRM and in Sales Intelligence by G2 Crowd. You guys have won eight new awards, in, including highest rated for small, mid midsize, and enterprise business in CRM uh that's uh, that's got to be rewarding based on the vision that you've created for nimble
1: kelly it It is rewarding, but the most rewarding thing is is those reviews were done by customers so um the one site that you mentioned where we were the number one rated crm as well as the number one rated sales intelligence platform, that platform g two crowd is essentially driven by customer reviews. And in that particular instance, there were 30,000 reviews in that site on 5,000 products from 4,000 vendors. And not only did they select us number one in CRM, they also selected us number one in customer satisfaction for all software products, all 5,000 programs for small, medium, and large companies. And the key thing that drove those reviews is the fact that you can be up and running in minutes with Nimble. And that's the hardest part about CRM. You know, I, I think, Kelly, most people don't really understand what CRM is. So what I'd like to do is take a moment to talk about it.
2: Yeah, that'd be fantastic because it's one of the most common questions I have, especially smaller companies. You know, we, we tend to see CRM in the enterprise level with very large companies Smaller companies tend to be very scared of it. They tried it once. It didn't work. They really couldn't gain any traction. All of their salespeople hated it. Tell us a little bit more about CRM and what its intent is and how we can use it more effectively.
1: Well, I'm going to give you some statistics. There's 225 million global businesses in the world. Less than 3% use any CRM. Most people's CRM is their inbox or spreadsheet. Sure. The reason why is because the CRMs don't do anything for you. They're just a database. So essentially, for a CRM to work, it needs data. So how does the data get in there? You beat on your salespeople to type it in. That's why they call it Salesforce, because you have to force your salespeople to use it. And I'll tell you what, as a sales guy, I think that's dumb to force your salespeople to spend 60% of their time doing non-sales activity Googling up who somebody somebody is, what their company is about, logging that in the CRM, going and engaging on whatever channel is most effective for that customer, which today more and more is not just your inbox, but it's Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Foursquare, Google+, wherever your customers are having conversations, and then logging that in a CRM. I don't know about you, Kelly, but I'm not that good at data entry. How about you? (laughs)
2: I I find the biggest challenge is, again, like all salespeople, the amount of time that you take doing that instead of doing what we really want to do, and that's we want to get out and sell. So, no, I'm I'm not that good at it either, and it seems to be a distraction a lot of the time.
1: Well, I really believe, Kelly, that sales is a service. The more people that you can serve and help them grow, the more you'll grow. To serve another human being, you need to know who they are, what their company is about, and be able to present yourself as a trusted advisor so when they make a buying decision, not only they think of you, but they bring their friends. This is basic business. Zig Ziglar taught all this years ago. There's nothing new. What's new is the channels of conversations that are occurring out there and your need to participate in them. And all I got to say is, when was the last time you bought a magazine? When was the last time you read a newspaper? Mm-hmm. Most people are getting their information across all these digital places, which in many cases is social. So for you to have the ability to be part of a buying decision today, you need to be walking in your customer's digital footprint, adding value to the conversation as a trusted advisor. And today, most business people outside of the social tech Kool-Aid drinking coast, when I start talking about this stuff, they go, what? And so then they go buy a CRM and they go, well, the CRM doesn't do anything for me, and they stop using it, and they go back to what works, their inbox and piece of paper and a spreadsheet. And that's why I started Nimble, because I believe that a computer should do what a computer can, create records, put in the contact info, put in the company info, layer intelligence on top, log the emails and the calendar activities and the social interactions, and then mine that information to help you to connect to the right customer at the right time and the right channel in an authentic and relevant way to turn connections into conversations and relationships into revenue, making selling fun. That's what Nimble's about.
2: Well, you know, it seems that uh, the 900-pound the gorilla in, in the CRM space, obviously, is Salesforce. Mm-hmm. And there, there's been a huge influx of, of CRM platforms over the past four or five years, and but, but everybody see, seems to know Salesforce, and yet when they get into Salesforce, and, and, and clearly I'm sure it's a, you know, a wonderful program, and, and a lot of companies are making a lot of money using that particular product, but a lot of small businesses are overwhelmed perhaps with the complexity and the, the process that you described, that it becomes more tedium than it becomes something that a- actually promotes their ability to create revenue um, why why did Salesforce become the dominant player? And, on, and conversely, why do people struggle with it if, if they don't really invest a lot of time in it?
1: Well, I think one of the reasons why people love their goldmine and their act and Salesforce in the beginning was it was there to help the salesperson sell. Simple, smart, easy. That's what they all promised. The thing is, is that Goldmine in the day had your Outlook in it. We were the Outlook of our generation. We predated Outlook. So your contact tool was married to your sales and marketing platform, and it was there for you and the team. When Salesforce came out, Outlook already existed, so Salesforce was basically just a simpler way for you to log your calls and do your forecasts and people loved it. But the thing is is that with the innovator's dilemma, the innovator becomes the, the uh the old guy and so now Salesforce is the old guy and it's essentially serving management for reporting and we're all looking for something that helps us engage with customers and and serve them better and that's why I think people really dig uh, what we're doing is because we're basically doing it in a simply smarter way that social that not only works within our platform but works everywhere you work I'm going to tell you something. The number one selling add-on to Salesforce is a product called Serious Insights. It's a plug-in to Gmail that allows you to see a Salesforce record and update that record with notes, tasks, and forecasts. Now, why is that the number one selling out? Because nobody wants to go to your CRM. They want the CRM wherever they're working, and most business people work out of their inbox. But if you're smart today, you're not just working out of your inbox. You're working out of whatever platform works for your customer, which could include LinkedIn. It could include Twitter. It could include actually your CRM. So Nimble has a plugin to your browser that allows you to automatically build a database from the relationships and contacts you already have. And then take that network everywhere you work, adding insights and contacts to any place you are, and being able to follow up and follow through by logging the notes and scheduling the tasks in the in the context of where you're at. So if I'm in a LinkedIn thing, I'm looking at a guy's record and I want to bring him and I'm a Nimble. I hit a button and the record's created. If it already does exist, I can make a note or I could view his entire digital footprint. Because I'm going to tell you something, Kelly. You want to know John Ferrara? What you're going to find on my LinkedIn is my resume. It's what I want you to know. You really want to know me? Walk across my entire digital footprint in Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, etc., and you're going to know enough about me to connect in an authentic and relevant way, to develop the intimacy and trust you'll need for me to open up to you about my business issues, which as a professional you can then solve Salesforce isn't designed for that at all. It's a database you got to go to, log what you did, so management can earn reports on you that they don't half the time even look at. Uh, a
2: recent Forbes article that I was reading, let me quote from it for just a minute, John. Several years ago, the writer says, I was working with a major manufacturing firm that had recently implemented a new CRM system. All the bells and whistles, just one problem. The expensive new system hadn't improved the close rate one bit, so they brought this writer in to figure out why. And the writer says, it was obvious to me after I spent a few hours in the field with their reps, the system captured the information that mattered to the company, but nowhere was there a space to record the information that mattered to the customer. There wasn't a single screen or even a box to record the critical information about the customer's environment goals and challenges that the customer uh, should be the centerpiece of any good sales call. So no wonder they weren't doing well. So they fixed that problem. That's that's exactly what you're describing in... What I think most small businesses run into in particular is they find that not only am I taking people away from the selling process, but I'm, I'm making them become more focused on collecting traditional data that you get from an interrogation than really understanding the customer. And what you've described with Nimble is a product that allows me to get a real feel for and a sense of, an individual customer, and if they might be a good business fit for us, perhaps uh, fit well with with our culture, our environment, and the things that we sell. Am I reading you right on that?
1: You are, Kelly. And you know what? When you meet a prospective customer, they're not always ready to buy. Or they might not be a good fit for your products today. But if you're able to stay top of mind, to nurture that relationship in a pay-it-forward way, when they are ready, or if they know somebody else who might be a fit for your products and services, you want them to be able, you wanna stay top of mind with them so when they make that decision or recommendation, they think of you. And Mae West said, out of sight is out of mind, and out of mind is out of money, honey. So how do you stay top of mind with people today? It's not by sending them a newsletter. It's not by calling them up and say, did you look at my demo? It's by paying the relationship forward by finding ways you might serve them introduce them to people, help them with ideas on how they can grow their business, sharing content, sharing their content, just staying top of mind where you're helping them so that when they do think of you, not only they come, but they bring their friends. And you know what, Kelly, this isn't anything new. This is the same stuff that Zig Ziglar, Napoleon Hill, Brian Tracy, Stephen Covey, um, all the greats have taught. And, And I think that John Wooden said it best, it's the basics that wins games. The problem is in today's overconnected, overcommunicated world, it's hard to do the basics.
2: Yeah, I, the challenge I think for the average business person is they're trying to balance what they know they need to do. I mean, it's, clearly, it makes a lot of sense to collect data on on your clients to understand who your client base is and the contacts and the influencers and you know their buying process and buying cycle and all that but it's it's just a very small piece of that pie so if if I'm a small business owner which I am and if I am going to use nimble which I do how how would you if you were starting with me from day 1 how would you help me use nimble in, in a way to help me begin to grow the awareness of my customers. What what would your best advice be?
1: Well, number one, I'd start with you, Kelly, and I'd say you need to have a presence in all the places where your customers are having conversations or learning about uh, your areas of promise your product. So I typically tell a business person to go out and get a personal and, and professional company brand in the usual places, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Foursquare, Google Plus, Crunchbase, AngelList, the, way, the places that matter. I'm not saying all of those, but you'll know which ones matter. And there's specialty ones like Dribbble for designers and Quora for uh, technology people. But build an identity, put a great photo where people can see your face and your eyes because people buy from people. And so you want to make sure they can see you and make sure that you have a a bio and uh, links to uh, a centralized place where you can then uh, drive them to. And then you should be sharing content in each of those places that inspires and educates them. Don't talk about your products. Nobody wants to know. Don't talk about yourself yourself. Teach people how they could be great, because people buy a better version of themselves. And so you should be doing what I call the five E's of social business. Educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower your customer. And you do that by giving your knowledge away. Kelly, that's what you do every day. Every week, every day, you're sharing content for business people about how they can be more effective at growing their business through sales strategy, leadership, marketing, social media, and you know what, you do that because you love to help people, but you know what you're also doing? You're staying top of mind with them. And they're, when they're thinking about somebody to help them in their business, they're calling you, aren't they? Absolutely right. And so, if, if you're a business person out there today, go to my LinkedIn. Go to my Twitter. Look at how it's set up. It's John, J-O-N Ferrara, F-E-R-R-A-R-A. Go to nimble.com. Look at the website. What we've done is built these landing platforms where we can then share content that inspires and educates other people. We don't tell them how great Nimble is. We teach them how they can be great. If you teach people to fish, they'll figure out you sell fishing poles. So we're teaching people to be more effective at sales and marketing and social media. And then what happens is people start biting on those fishing lures. So if you think about the social river outside your business. There's digital conversations happening everywhere. If you could share content out there that inspires and educates them about how you might serve them, how your products might serve them, then they're going to bite on that content. Then what you got to do is you got to reel them in and connect to the people that matter and to Build enough of a relationship where you can then learn about who they are and what the company is about and determine if you can serve them today. And if you can, then demonstrate that. If you can't, then you've got to stay top of mind with them so that when they do need you or a friend does, they recommend you. So the thing that I think we skipped over quick was the content side. I'm sure you've talked about that a lot, but I'm just going to talk quickly about the sustainable business that you need to build around your company. It's not just prospects and customers that you want to be going out and building relationships with. There's a wide variety of business professionals that influence your prospects and customers. You need to have relationships with all of them. So what I do for Nimble is I identify the influencers of my core constituency in and around the areas of promise of my product. So what that means is people in, who have... who teach about sales and marketing and social media and and social business, and I build relationships where I share their content and attribute their name and hashtags around those categories. And then not only does that build me a relationship with those thought leaders because they'll say thank you and then I engage with them and build a forward conversation, but their communities then start biting on that content. And then what happens is that scales our brand. Kelly, We're generating 70,000 unique visitors per month on the Nimble website. We're converting at 10% to trial and 20% to paid without any advertising, and we have no salespeople. Our best marketers and salespeople are our customers, and it's all happening via word of mouth. So we're eating the dog food that we're selling, and it's basically building our business. So that's, in a nutshell, what a modern business person or company needs to do to build themselves in today's digital social age.
2: We're eating the dog food we're selling. That is great. That's good stuff from John Nimble. He is uh, the founder of Nimble. And uh, full disclosure, I'm a Nimble user. We'll talk more about that when we come back. I want to explore content management just a little bit more with John because I think it's such a critical piece. And then we'll find out a little bit about the typical day for John Ferrara as he uses his his own dog food is his own product nimble stay with us we're going to take our final time out we'll come back on the other side i'm kelly riggs and you're listening to biz locker radio on voice america we'll be right back the business
0: community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. the bottom line in business. Hi, this is Jeff Shore, author of Be Bold and Win the Sale. More great business ideas straight ahead in the business locker room.
2: Yeah, that's Jeff Shore, one of the coaches in the business locker room. By the way, as we get down the road a little bit into 2015, we're going to have four solid weeks of nothing but sales. Some of the best people on the planet are going to be in the business locker room, and we're going to talk about sales, some very common issues in sales. On uh, April the 20th, Andy Paul and Doyle Slayton will be together. We'll talk about sales acceleration and follow-up course, Andy Paul, the author of the excellent book, Amp Up Your Sales. Then the following week, Tim O'Hi and Colleen Francis. Colleen's been on the show before, but they'll pair up uh, for a a sales topic I'm excited to share with you. That's April the 27th and May the 4th. Jim Keenan and and Lee Saltz will be in the house, and we'll talk about sales that week. And then finally, we'll wrap up four solid weeks of nothing but sales. Jeff Shore and Jack Malcolm, two of the coaches in the business locker room who just Provide incredible content. They'll be together on May the 11th and we'll talk more about sales. We get an awful lot of sales people on this show and a lot of small business owners who care about sales. So we've designed those four shows to talk about some very specific things. We've been talking with John Ferrara, founder of Nimble. You can follow him on Twitter at John, J O N underscore Ferrara. F-E-R-R-A-R-A. Find him on Twitter. And we were talking, uh, John, before the break and during the break about content management and curation. You mentioned 70,000 unique visitors on Nimble who do nothing. People come there and read the blog posts and the things that are there. And, And I know that's an integral part of building a brand. So as you mentioned, you're living this every day. You're leading a company. You're hiring people. You're building a brand. I mean, you're very much in the entrepreneurial space. Let me ask you anecdotally, what is the biggest challenge you have faced in in the development of Nimble and the brand? What's What's been the one that's caused the most challenge for you?
1: Well, I think that uh, my biggest challenge was I, I see things too early and I have to uh, wait for the market to mature and be ready for the things I'm building. Back in the goldmine days in 1989, Nobody knew what what uh, contact management was, let alone SFA, Salesforce Automation, or CRM, Customer Relationship Management. Today, when I started Nimble in 2010, people thought that Facebook was a place to hook up with their high school sweetheart, that LinkedIn was a place to get a job, and that Twitter is a place where a bunch of papilla heads were telling each other when they're going to the bathroom. (laughs) The reality is, is it's changing the way we work and play, the way customers make buying decisions, the way companies engage them the ways that we build our personal brands and our professional networks. And the fact is, Kelly, is your network is your net worth. And you build your brand and you grow your network every day uh, whether you like it or not. And it's not just salespeople need to be worried about what I'm talking about. Every business person today will not be working at the company they're working on, on average, between one to three years. You need to be nurturing your network and your brand on a daily basis. How do you do that? How do you get top of mind with people? I think you need to demonstrate that you can be a trusted advisor, somebody that can help them grow, and you do that by either creating or sharing content and then engaging with people that respond to that, who share your passions and dreams. The problem is, is if you do what I'm telling you to do, Kelly, is sharing content and then engaging people based off that, you're going to have more signals, plus ones, likes, comments, retweets, or otherwise engagements, than you have new email in your inbox. And I'm going to ask you, Kelly, how is your inbox today?
2: Yeah, cramped. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I'm getting hundreds of engagements on digital on a daily basis. How do you then manage that? So what we've done at Nimble is not just automatically creating a serum for you by integrating your contacts, your calendar, your email, and your social contacts interactions, but we mine that data for people that matter by layering intelligence on every contact, on every signal, and matching that to the DNA of people you typically connect with. So like Pandora, we can serve more contacts that matter to you based on those signals. Now, I'm going to give you an example of that because maybe not all your audience is familiar with Pandora. What Pandora does is if you say you like a uh, Bob Dylan um, song, it's, it's going to serve you more songs like that from other artists. So you can tell it you like these six artists, and then it'll blend that together and give you a bunch of music that sounds like that. So do you look at everybody who follows you on a daily basis, Kelly? No. No, you can't, right? Can't, cannot. So imagine if you had a nudge on your shoulder that was listening to every signal, and your most important signals are your email and calendar. Beyond that, it's the plus one likes, comments, retweets, the engagements that you're generating off the content that you're sharing. Imagine if every single signal, nimble, layered intelligence on that person by mapping their profile background, bringing the data down and looking and matching that people you typically are successful with and surfacing the ones that matter to you on a daily, if not hourly basis so that if somebody like the vice president of IBM's mid-market SMB group followed you on Twitter, that you'd know. People did that for me the other day and not only did it do that it built a record for that person automatically and rather than me sending him a linkedin invite saying hey thanks for the follow i walked in his digital footprint i looked at the stuff he was sharing i shared some of it added some content value to it and then i reached out on the channel that he reached out to me on since he followed me on twitter i direct messaged him on twitter back and i said hey john thanks for the follow i'd love to learn more about you and your team He DM'd me his cell phone number 30 minutes later, and that conversation turned from a follow to a retweet to a DM to a phone conversation, and now IBM is working with Nimble on a national social selling initiative. All that happened because he followed me, and Nimble let me know about it. How many opportunities do you think all those business people out there listening to you today are missing because they can't see or hear the signals from the noise. Yeah,
2: it's absolutely immense. And, it, and really good stuff, too. Full disclosure to the audience, I, I am a Nimble fan. Many people often ask me, where do you get ideas for your guests? How do you get people involved? I, I became aware of Nimble. And I became aware of uh, John Farrar, our guest today, and I simply contacted him said, I'd love to have you on the show to talk more about what I see as uh, having some value. And to your great credit, not knowing me from anybody, you agreed to do that. But it was interesting how much you did know about me once we finally talked. <laughs> and that's the power of
1: Nimble. How's Toby, Kelly?
2: <laughs> Everything is going well, absolutely. So there you have it. Uh, so many things going on uh, in the world of CRM, and it's completely Exploding on a variety of uh, forefronts. I wanted to share with you an article from Forbes uh, late December last year Top 10 Business Trends That Will Drive Success in 2015. Ian Altman wrote this, and one of those he mentioned is this Number six, simplicity and portability will drive CRM. Quote, customers expect each person in your organization to know their business. Sales and marketing organizations historically added so much to CRM systems that reps spent more time entering data than using it. Top-performing companies will strive for a balance between data collection and ease of use. When it comes to CRM, you are better having a simple and easy platform that masterfully supports mobile devices than to have a complex system that nobody uses, exactly what John has been saying. Numerous products have emerged to allow for complex back-end systems with simplified front-end interfaces for reps and for mobile use. That, in essence, is what you've tried to accomplish. You've, you've given us some glimpses, John, into how you use it and what you do. Do me a favor for the audience's benefit. Take us through uh, the early part of your day. You you wake up, you've got your favorite cup of coffee or whatever it is that you might drink to get jump-started in the morning. How do, you, how do you power up with Nimble, and what are some of the first things that you do?
1: Well... One of the first things I do is open up my Nimble Daily, and my Nimble Daily essentially gives me a summary of my day. It tells me uh, who I'm meeting with that day and gives me insights into that person. It tells me um, some uh, key changes are going on in people's birthdays and job changes, and then it tells me about engagement opportunities from my important contacts as well as signals that nimble minds from my interactions, my emails, my calendars, my social interactions, and it surfaces people that, uh, that I should follow up and follow through with. I take care of all those things and then, I do a little bit of reading. I, I go out and, uh, and I look at uh, articles that inspire and educate me, and I share a little bit about that uh, out there so that I'm not only building relationships with authors but with their audience as well and feeding my audience with inspirational content that helps them grow. And then throughout the day, I go back and and check the signals that are going on that nimble surfaces for me because throughout the day, people are interacting with you. And if you can respond in a timely fashion, there's a higher probability of driving a business purpose out of that. Kelly, have you ever uh, shared something and then had somebody respond back and then gotten into a conversation with them and then something happened because of it? Yes. Yes. What happens if that person responded to you the next day? or even six hours later, you may not be in the mindset to be open to having a further conversation. Is that true? Sure. So what you need to be able to do is to get the insights and to engage as effectively and rapidly as possible. But when you do that engagement, you need to be prepared. And one of the things you said in uh, the break is how important it is to get everybody on one page on who the customer is, what the history is, what is happening next, and be able to deliver the optimal customer experience because I believe a company brand is built on the promises you make and the experiences that you deliver. And many of those experiences are done through the emerging social employee who is engaging the new social customer. So one of the things I encourage your audience to do is to empower their team members at their company to build their brand and grow their network. And I know that business people might be afraid that if I let my employee build their brand or get out there on social, they're either going to waste time or they're going to build their brand so big they're going to leave me. Well, you know what? They're going to leave you either way. (laughs) You may as well help them to build their brand, and that will build your company brand. And so I believe the emerging social business is being built through a brand that in many cases is being built by social employees and so there's a lot to learn in this whole new journey with customers but I think the other key thing that you said is you need to make it easy and simple or else people won't use it and the fact is they need to be able to use it wherever they are whether they're in the sales platform the accounting platform the marketing platform the customer service platform And as much as people talk about CRM being this whole thing like the customer relationship journey, in most cases, CRM is really a sales tool. It's really a fancy contact tool for your salespeople. Mm -hmm. That in other parts of your business, they're using a marketing platform to nurture the leads. They're using a customer service platform to follow up on the trouble tickets. They're using an accounting system to follow up on the invoices. And none of these systems talk to each other. The beauty about Nimble is Nimble works in side of all those apps, giving you a unique, common view for everybody in the company. And if you can get everybody in the company on one page with the customer, you will deliver delightful experiences and delighted customers buy more.
2: Great wrap-up from John. the uh, John Ferrara, the founder and president of Nimble. Find them online, nimble.com. Listen, if, if you're not stoked to at least take a venture into Nimble And check it out. I don't know what it would take, but uh, clearly there are a lot of different platforms out there. This is one that I can tell you works. It works well. And by the way, if you're tuning in expecting to hear Mr. Miles Austin, the web tools guy of fillthefunnel.com, as I mentioned at the top of the show, he is out with uh, what he calls weather issues or sickness issues. He does hail, by the way, from Seattle, Washington. So I'm a little suspicious that perhaps there's uh, something relative to the sporting event yesterday, but we missed Miles, thanks to 4D Sales. They always make the X's and O's segment happen for us each and every week. And uh, we will have Miles back on the show next week. John, great to have you on board. Learned so much about CRM, its history, and about how you use it and what it can do for my business. I appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Kelly, I always appreciate when somebody lends me their soapbox so I can get up on that box and share a little sermon about the power of relationships and what it can do to help you help others reach their dreams outstanding thanks for doing that with us today
2: john ferrara find him on twitter at john and it's jon underscore ferrara that's going to do it for this week's show much more coming throughout the rest of this month we've got a wild lineup for you next week stephen gaffney will join us if you need help with communications internally as a leader inside of your organizations make sure you stop by and listen To next week's show, Stephen Gaffney will be our guest. The week after that, a guest that i had to reschedule because of a conflict he had kurt steinhorst i am stoked to have this guy on the radio he's a younger guy he's a millennial and he's going to talk about uh, what technology is doing to us in terms of our ability to focus and to focus on the right things the week after that rob waldo waldman and you've not seen uh, enthusiasm and motivation until you've had the opportunity to have him on board as well great stuff coming straight ahead thanks to 4d sales for their continued sponsorship of uh, the Business Locker Room. We'll look forward to much more next week. Make sure you find us on iTunes, the Business Locker Room. I'm Kelly Riggs. You're listening to Voice America, and this is Biz Locker Radio.